Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's your host, Mike Alexander. Joining me this week, Josh Fernandez. We're both back from a bit of a hiatus. Fern, what's going on? Oh, Glad to be back, Mike. Uh, yeah, last couple of weeks, it's just, you know, one thing's led to another and Friday evening did not work out. But here we are for uh, week five of the NFL season. It's flying by. Yeah. And, you know, if you notice our backgrounds, you can assume we both have been renovating, uh, coordinated the exposed brick background. <laughs> yeah, normally uh, I record in my bedroom. Uh, got like a nice little little corner there in the room to hunker down and uh and pod do the podcast do the the live stream but the little dude is sleeping in our bed this evening so i don't know like i don't know why i never thought in space it's all these years of doing like live streams and video recordings to go with this nice brick yeah and like the biggest clock of all time as well it's, it's very like 90s mtv uh Real world confessional booth. I feel like, yeah, exactly. Like instead of like talking about gossip of like the, you know, jerk guy that they cast on the real world that I'm like in a rivalry with, we're going to talk about whether or not we want to jam in the uh, high price running backs. Yeah, well, that's uh, that is our, our strategy topic of the night. I bring it up because two years ago, that was really the the way to go. Cram in Le'Veon Bell and another top back like DJ or, um, you know, whoever was was hot that week. There was a couple of guys through different stretches. And, you know, you could really get away with it because of the value you found at secondary wide receiver. And We're seeing that a lot on both ends. The, The very top running backs are the only guys producing and producing at crazy levels. And then you've got a lot of wide receiver two, wide receiver three uh, performance that, that allows you to, to save on salary there. So uh, that's something I've, I've been working towards a little more every week. And, and this week, it's uh, it's another good week for it with, with Melvin Gordon based in the Raiders, Todd Gurley doing his thing like usual. Um, I don't mind DJ this week. Are there any other top guys that you're, uh, you're particularly interested in cramming in? I mean, I guess as far as running back goes, um, you know, you said Melvin Gordon. I mean, I absolutely love him going against the Raiders. Um, Definitely into um, Gurley. But, you know, other than those guys, I mean, Christian McCaffrey's interesting. Um, You know, uh, they're facing the Giants. 
And you have to figure that, you know, at the rate the giant secondary is going and how they've performed against opposing wide receivers, uh, holding them down pretty well, you got to figure that Caffrey's going to get a few more looks this week, uh, and potentially keep the uh, momentum going with all those targets not to carry. So I love his touch potential this week. Um, yeah, nice and obviously James Walker. Yeah, definitely. In there's always risk using FanDuel um, just because, you know, there's the whole half-point PPR element. But I think he's kind of getting over the hump of being looked at as like a PPR back. And he's turned into the bell cow type gentlemen uh, although he's, you know not the classic stature that we'd like to think of for that kind of guy but you know what like touches or touches or touches and I don't care if he weighs 185 pounds um and then obviously James Conner and that awesome matchup with that Atlanta um defense that can't contain running backs to save their lives especially pass catchers so yeah we're going to kick off our uh, our game section with with Falcon Steelers. Um, yeah. Before we get to that, let's talk a little bit about a couple returning running backs. You've got uh, Mark Ingram off of his suspension and Joe Mixon coming back off of a pretty quick turnaround on, I believe it was a meniscus trim. Um, so, you know, that was two weeks ago, but he was, he was chomping at the bit last week. Um, he's, he says he's ready to go. He's practicing. They've already ruled uh, Gio Bernard out for this week. They don't want to give Mark Walton any touches. They don't trust him. So Mixon's going to see like 90% of the carries if I had to take a guess. Are, are you uh, are you plugging and playing both of those guys? Do you, you feel any differently? I mean, I don't mind Mixon at all. Um, you know, I don't know. Like th- this particular week, um, I just don't see myself getting to him in the way that I play, which is – you know, typically single entry, maybe, you know, three entries. I just don't see him fitting into my build. Um, you know, he's, he's not that cheap. Um, I believe he's 7,100 on FanDuel. Um, I have it right in front of me. But um, I, I don't mind it. You know, the the, the Bengals uh, total of 27 and uh, – uh, 27 and a half, I believe it is, is holding pretty strong all week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Dolphins play at a really slow pace. Really uh, slow pace. Yeah. Like they, they came out against the Pats down 24 nothing last week, and they still managed to only run 45 offensive plays. Like the, one of the lowest in the league. Like, you know, for reference, the top teams are running 70 plus plays, like almost right. doubling them up. Yeah, so I just don't – I mean, and the Bengals are playing at a high pace. I believe they're top five or eight or something in the NFL. But, you know, with all the other options to choose from, choosing Nixon in a, you know, single-entry approach, you know, three-entry approach just doesn't seem optimal to me. Um, that said, if I'm running, you know, 20 to 50-plus lineups, he's going to make his way into – you know, I, I may, I, I would, I would be interested in like seven, eight percent. Yeah, I, I definitely think he's uh, going to be not super popular coming off the injury, and I know people do uh, 
there's a mix in fan base for sure. They they believe in him coming out of college and they think he's for real. So they're, those guys are going to play him, but not quite as much at large. And then with Mark Ingram, a lot of ownership projections are in like the mid single digits. I mean, I guess just based on, like you mentioned, um, you mentioned the, uh, the potential sh- uh, snap share. I mean, you're right, Mike. He's going to play 85, 90% of the snaps. Like, there's no way that he shares any snaps with any right. other back on that roster. But and he's involved in the passing game even before this. And with no Geo, he's going to absolutely catch a lot of balls. Yeah. So if I'm running a bunch of lineups, I, may, I guess I would go slightly overweight on him. And when I say slightly, I mean like slightly. Like, if he's going to go 5, 6, 7% own, I'd go 6, 7, 8. Nine percent, you know, um, but yeah, like maybe if he was sixty one hundred instead of seventy one hundred, I'd feel differently. And then with Mark Ingram, uh, he's he's coming off the suspension, so he's not. There's no health related concerns. He should be full speed. Should be you know pretty much in game shape. He is a bit of a physical specimen, so I'm not too worried about him um, coming off the couch. Real question is, does you know a lot of people are saying Sean Payton could put him in the doghouse, and he and Payton have been at odds throughout Ingram's career, but when he needs him, he uses Ingram. Um, so, you know, just uh, on that on that Sunday night game, if if, uh, if you're looking to get away from maybe Kamara or, or something like that. Um, all right, but let's jump into. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. My internet in this location is a little wonky. Oh, I have to move. I'll, I'll do a, a preview to the Falcons Steelers. Everybody is very excited about this game for good reason. You've got the Falcons who are really beat up on defense. They lost both safeties, their middle linebacker. They were already not good at covering pass catching backs before this. And, and those three guys are, are some of the primary people for picking up backs out of the backfield and making defensive alignment calls. They're going to be on the road as well, where they're, they're a little bit worse on both sides. The Steelers are better at home. You know, they need a win pretty badly. They lost to the uh, Ravens last week at home. You don't want to go back-to-back losses. Uh, so, you know, Ben's expensive. Uh, Antonio Brown, I believe, is the highest-priced receiver. Uh, Juju is, is one of the higher-priced secondary receivers. But you know, I, I don't think you can afford to not have exposure to this game. Obviously, if you want to game stack it, it's a great situation. But it's also a really good situation to get uh, you know some some one offs or or get some weird kind of stacking going where you know the the guys on the periphery, uh, tight ends, Austin Hooper, a guy like Most New, who is a good price, and you know, people are focusing on Julio and, and Calvin Ridley. Not as much on Sanu, you know. Over on the Steelers side, like people probably are going to go more advanced with Donald, and that seems to be the way the wind is blowing. But Jesse James is still a pretty good tight end. He gets involved in the red zone a little bit. Uh, you know, that's that's a little more of a of a hail mary going Jesse James. Um, but even like James Washington, if, if you're just trying to get guys in this game. 
there, there's plenty of other names than like the top five or six that, that people are going to be very heavy on. What's your feeling on that front? Yeah. I mean, um, one of the things I've uh, really been thinking about lately, um, whenever we have these shootout environments, um, when we're talking 30 plus implied points, you know, for a team or, I guess, you know, 50 something plus, uh, you know, implied total for the game total. Uh, I mean, we're looking at 58 points as yeah. of right now, which is insane. Like, I can't remember the last time I saw an implied total at 58 points. Um, that one opened high and then it even went up. Yeah, it opened at 56 and a half and it's up to 58. Um, and, in games like this, uh, I think it really is smart to go for the peripheral plays because, um, you know, if a team is implied, if you've got two teams implied to score each four touchdowns, you know, there's eight touchdowns in this game. I mean, are all eight touchdowns going to go to Julio Jones and Antonio Brown and Juju? I mean – you know, it's entirely possible that these guys can go for two or three touchdowns apiece, but if I'm wagering that the touchdowns will be spread out amongst multiple people, then it just makes sense to go down to guys that you mentioned, you know, Sanu, um, I guess, you know, James Washington, although it seems like a lot of the focus now is – you know, on Vance McDonald and Jesse James, um, you know, they're getting a lot of looks this season. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's highly unlikely that any of these peripheral guys in this game are going to go extremely low owned. Um, but, you know, it always pays to try to get shares of a monster game by avoiding uh, immediately going right for the top, Priced plays. So I like it a lot. And I love, I mean, Vance McDonald is one of the first guys I went to um, when I was just building my first, you know, practice lineup on this slate. I mean, he's 4,600 on FanDuel. Um, tight end is a little sketchy this week, other than going up to Ertz or Kelsey, in my opinion. Yeah. And, and Jesse James is more than, than McDonald, you know, he's 5.2. So that's another reason that like nobody's going to own Jesse James. Yeah, and I definitely think that Sanu will uh, go lower owned um, yeah. than, I mean, far lower owned than, you know, I guess uh, guys in his price range in like the mid 5,000s in worse game situations. Um, I mean, like I said, you know, there's going to be a lot of touchdowns scored in this game if the implied total is you know, accurate, which I don't see why it isn't. I mean, these defenses give up points in droves and these offenses can score at will. And so many people are going to gravitate towards Calvin Ridley, you know, if they're trying to get shares of Atlanta. Um, And I feel like he's a a nice, easy fade for me. I would rather go down to Sanu and save myself some money and some ownership or just, I don't know, hopefully one of these days Julio scores a damn touchdown. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's got to be this week if it's going to happen. And, you know, I, I said it a little bit last week. Like when Julio goes off, he's that, that guy that you have to own or you're not cashing. <laughs> well, you know, I, I posted something earlier in the year, earlier in the season, um, 
about, uh, oh my God, I can't remember exactly what I did, but I, I went and I looked on pro football reference and I looked at uh, historical FanDuel performances over the last three years, four years, something like that. And he is the only guy to score 40 plus FanDuel points. Uh, and he's done it twice. Yep. So, I mean, it's we're talking about crazy. a guy that's had 300 receiving yards in a game. Yep. Yeah. If he goes 250 for two, like it's a, it's a slate breaker. Yeah. Forget about it. I mean, 10 catches, 250 and two touchdowns. Forget about it. And it's, and, and it sounds crazy to say, but he's done it. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's wrap up this uh, game with a little, uh, who do you like better, either Antonio Brown or Juju Smith-Schuster? They're, they're getting closer in price. They're uh, they're about a thousand apart. Um, geez. sorry, my internet just like crapped out. Um, you said Antonio Brown or Juju? Yep. Yeah, I mean, I I have to go with Juju. I mean. I, I can save, you know, what? Uh, $1,000. Yeah, $1,000. I mean, that's, you know, nothing to sneeze at. With him, for the most part. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. We're talking about Antonio Brown, who could just like Julio break a slate. But Juju's shown the ability to do that, too. And, yeah, and um, he has Ben's eye I, right now. Like that was that was a part of the reason Antonio was so good. Was anytime Ben got in trouble, it was just let me get the ball to, to AB and, and he'll come up with it. And he still does it a little bit. We saw that on on Brown's touchdown last week. He just threw it in his vicinity, and, and Brown made a great adjustment. Um, he's doing it more with yeah. with Juju because Juju's out of the slot more. He's a lot more underneath routes. It's just a little more of a natural fit to a, a quarterback in trouble. Right. Yeah, I'm there with you for Juju. I, I, I'll take the savings and you know, the ownership. You'll have to differentiate somewhere else. All right, next game on my list is uh, the Packers visiting the Lions in the Dome there. Stafford typically plays pretty well against Green Bay. The Packers secondary is, is just not good again this season. Um so, you know, I like you for that side, and, and with all of that, that means that Rodgers and the, the Packers are probably going to have to keep up. There's a lot to be monitoring on the Green Bay side. You've got basically no one practicing <laughs> and their receiving core. Um, Devontae Adams had a, a calf strain pop up. Geronimo Allison is, is in concussion protocol, and then you've got Randall Cobb, who was a, a late scratch last week, still dealing with his issue. So I don't think we're going to see Cobb. We may see Allison, and I think Adams is probably going to go. He might have been limited participant today in practice, if I saw correctly. What are you liking in this game? Yeah, I mean, if a lot of these pass catchers are out, then um, I really like Jimmy Graham a lot. Yeah. Um, I think he can get a big workload, uh, especially since he has been running a lot out of the slot this yep. year. Um, even if they do go, I think just the fact that they're kind of beat up, uh, I think it's going to shift some work Jimmy's way. Definitely. Um, and I think that you could get a nice pivot stack off of, uh, 
you know, in a Atlanta or Pittsburgh stack and maybe going like A-Rod, uh, Devontae Adams and Jimmy Graham, um, and maybe even just completing the four-man stack if you're doing FanDuel four-man stack with uh, Aaron Jones. Um, Aaron- yeah, he's an interesting case. He's like the buzzy player of the week because he's he's got talent. He hardly gets any carries, but he does a lot with them. Mm-hmm. I, I think the chalkiness that he's going to have coming into this game with Detroit's bad run defense scares me off because you know, he's still in a three-way split. He doesn't get much passing work. Um, you know, he could get game scripted right out of this. Yeah. Yeah, that's an, that's that's a really legitimate concern of uh, you know, game script. Um, I mean, he's going to get carries and he can do a lot with those carries. But um, you know, just like I was saying with Mixon, you know, it, it's really hard for me to get super excited about a back that has some question marks surrounding him um, when there are so many other options and such better situations that I could go towards. That said, you know, I, you got to love the price. I mean, 6,100 is really cheap. Yeah. I mean, he's got immense talent. His snap share has gone up every single week. Um, I mean, he's definitely more of a tournament play than – uh, a cash or small tournament play. Um, but yeah, he's going to be pretty popular. And so I'm iffy on him. I guess my favorite player on green Bay would be on the green Bay side of things would be Jimmy. Um, yeah. with, and, and you can always go Rogers naked too. just, you, you could, don't know who he's going to go to. You could um, definitely. I mean, he's got five touchdown upside, you know, he's yeah. one of those guys that can, just take over the game. And he ran around a little bit last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's showing that he's not as banged up as we feared, you know, in those week or two after his initial injury. So, you know. Keep giving him those good drugs. Yeah, but as far as the uh, Packers or the uh, Lions side of things, mm-hmm. um, I've got a mega man crush on Kenny Galladay. Uh, oh, yeah. I love that guy. I, yeah, I was super high on him coming in. And- yeah, and I also love Golden Tate's uh, yak ability, you mm-hmm. know, with a lot of targets, in which he should get in this game. He could, you know, pop one for a long game. But one of these weeks, man, Marvin Jones is going to have an explosion, mm-hmm. and I feel like this could be it. Yeah, it's interesting. So they, they finally flipped on – uh, DraftKings, Galladay, and Jones. Now Jones is cheaper. Galladay's still a little less on FanDuel. Um, but that's got a lot of people uh, stamping for Marvin Jones over on DK. Um, you know, I don't know if that'll carry over to FanDuel just from people talking about it in general, you know, from an analyst standpoint. Uh, I think I think Jones has a little bit of a tougher matchup. Uh, you know, if, if Stafford has to go his way, he can obviously make incredible catches, but I think Galladay just, he's, he's big, he's fast, he's young, he dominates. I think he's going to chew that Green Bay secondary up. And uh, I could see him scoring you know, two touchdowns in this game. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I just, I think that he is their most exciting receiver, you know, going forward. I mean, he just has 
just monster potential. And I just, I really do stress like Golden Tate is a beast. I love the guy. Great cash um, option. You know, yeah. I mean, likes you know, he's like Julian Edelman on steroids. Like, yeah. you know, that, that's kind of funny. an actually good athlete. Because Julian Edelman is Julian Edelman on steroids, if you know. What I mean. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, but yeah, no, he's like Julian Edelman, like you know, times two. Like he's a beastly athlete. Um, you know, makes these awesome contested catches and in, in space. Um. But you got to love Galladay's just consistent role every week and his physical ability to just dominate people. But man, like, I just, just like we were talking before, and I don't want to like spoil the surprise down the road, but, you know, just like we were talking about with Cortland Sutton, you know, before we started recording, you know, Cortland Sutton's one of those guys that a lot of dynasty people, especially, you know, who played DFS as well, or like one of these weeks it's going to happen. Like the dude is a stud. You know, one of these weeks Marvin Jones is going to happen and he, he's going to score two or three touchdowns. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he goes off for multiple doms when he goes. Yeah. I just I always think back to that game when he was on Cincinnati where he scored. Four touchdowns. Yep. Mm-hmm. That was craziness. Um, what are you doing with Carrion Johnson? Because he's clearly the best running back on, on the Lions, but they just aren't feeding him. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Carrion, um, I mean, he's he he looks the part. Um, you know, he definitely looks the part. Um, you know, he and Sony Michelle are like both making nice strides in recent weeks and showing, you know, just how physical they are. Um, why they were such highly regarded prospects. The problem with both guys is that I just don't think, you know, either team is really interested in just fully committed and fully committing to like a running game. Um, Even when they get in the red zone. I mean, I know yesterday, you know, in that Colts Patriots game, there was one red zone stand where New England gave uh, Sony the ball three straight times and, you couldn't put it in. Um, you know, that was kind of disappointing because I thought that would be like his coming out red zone moment. And we would have, you know, yeah. the, uh, right uh, there. A Corey, a Corey Dillon kind of guy, you know, for the Pats. I just don't see any possibility that we can have a legit RB1 on that. Detroit offense. I like carry on Johnson. I just, he's tournament only the MME only like massive. What you, what you need is, is blunt to get hurt and, and leave the game. Yeah. Yeah. What is that? Like, just get, I mean, I love LeGarrette blunt. He's just so old. Like old school, like beat the hell out of the defense kind of guy. But the dude is like 30. Like, like what carry on gives you that. Like he's, he's a bruising back. And he can also get you more than three yards per carry. Yeah. I mean, like, what are we doing here? You know, and even with Theo Riddick, like, can, can I get Riddick in the passing game, but. Like, why does Theo Riddick have to be a thing still? Yep. Yeah. I, I've made the mistake of drafting him in the past. Unless it's a best ball, you're, uh, you're not going to be happy with him on your roster. Yeah. So I am a full carry on Johnson supporter. He's going to be. I mean, he's going to be a popular play. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I could see him being a like a top 
10 owned running back this week. He's a buzzy name with a good price. He is, but you know, I just, you roster him and he scores you like what? 12 points. And you're like, ugh, what did I roster him? Yeah. You know? Running back such a disaster this season though. 12, 12 points you might be thankful for. Yeah. Yeah. That said, you know, 12 points. I mean, he is cheap. He's only 6,100. 61. Yep. Yeah. All right. Let's hit one more, uh, one more plus game here for an, uh, I'll let you pick between these two. You got the uh, the West Coast showdown with the Raiders Chargers or a uh, NFC battle with the Vikings Eagles. I got to go with the Vikings and Eagles just because I like it. You're uh you're you're on the show and 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 we got to talk you know, the birds, man. All right, so so here's my take on it. You tell me if I'm wrong. I think uh you know, the Eagles are death to running backs. You just don't run on them. Yeah. Their secondary can get burned. They're better at home where they can get the defensive calls a little better um, without you know, some, some crowd issues. But, um, you know, Thielen and Diggs, along with Cousins, should have a field day. You can even throw Kyle Rudolph in that mix. And that, that's going to force the Eagles to up their game a little bit. We've seen them be really effective in the hurry-up offense. So, you know, with the Vikes pushing the pressure, I think the uh, the Eagles – are going to match it. And uh, it's hard to say who to like in their passing game outside of Ertz, who's expensive. But I got a feeling Alshon Jeffrey could have a good week. What do you think? Yeah, you know, I mean, Alshon, um, you know, with 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 Wentz back, I mean, they've proven to Maybe. have a nice connection. Yeah, Alshon almost scored two touchdowns last week coming off of, you know, not having – Played a single game and having the flu all week, like yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, that I don't know. Like, I mean, he could just get canceled out by Xavier Rhodes. He could, but Rhodes has been nursing a quiet hamstring injury all season. He's been getting like stretched out on the field at different points. Like, I don't think he's a hundred percent. Okay, and I mean, they gave up thirty-eight points to a good offense. You know, and they're on the road, but they're on the road again, and, and. the Eagles are still a good offense despite their recent struggles. Well, the thing I like about this game is that there are just guys who are such obvious, easy plug-in plays that you really just don't have to think much, and you can feel really, really confident that they're going to return solid scores of 15 to 20 points with upside for more. Um, And that's – Ertz, um, Thielen, I mean, right off the bat, those two guys I just feel are yep. so safe. Um, are they cheap? No, they're not cheap. Are they sneaky? No, they're not. Um, I mean, they're not going to be mega chalk. Um, you know, Thielen. I still feel like Thielen doesn't get played to the level that he should. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. Um, I mean, he is such an integral piece of this offense um you know cousins is the kind of guy who uh tends to you know go for those quick hits and then go for the you know deep ball uh you know thrown into double coverage mm-hmm. wonder like how where did, where did this come from like all game long he's making these quick passes you know, smart plays, and then he just goes, you know, balls out and 
you know, I mean, sometimes he gets it, sometimes he doesn't, you know, he's like, sometimes he's a game manager, sometimes he's a gunslinger. You never know really what to think. Um, so Cousins is a little, uh, I guess, as in, a, as in a real life sense, you know, coming from a Redskins fan, I was always a little like, when is this like uh, crazy gunslinger going to come out and throw an interception and ruin the game for us? But in a fantasy sense, you got to love the guy because he's going to produce so much all year long. And he and Adam Thielen are just on another level right now as far as their connection. So I don't see any, I mean, I don't want to say I don't see any way, but it's highly improbable that Thielen put posts a dud. I, I think he's a lock for like 15 to 20 points on, on FanDuel, you know, on DK, like, you know, with the PPR, obviously the mm-hmm. upside is higher. And the same deal with Ertz. I mean, his targets for a tight end are elite. I mean, number the one. The only guy who wants trusts. He's the best. But as a wide receiver, I think he's I think he's still like he would be a top ten wide receiver yeah. in targets. Yep. So these are two guys that um, you know, if you are building your cash lineup, you would not be a dummy at all to just immediately start with these two. Just lock them in, feeling as your wide receiver one A or one B, depending on what you plan on doing. And just getting Ertz in there because tight end this week, I, I don't think you can get too cute with things this week. No, um, it's so bad. It seems really safe for me. Yeah, and then I, I like the the Cousins feeling Diggs stack too because Diggs is going to get Jalen Mills, who you know he's had his moments, but he can absolutely get burned by a plus receiver. Um, yeah. You know, I think Diggs, uh, Diggs could definitely have his way with, with Mills if, if Cousins looks his way. Yeah, I, have to. Said, I mean, this Eagles defense, you know, I don't want to say that they're a bad pass defense. They're not a bad pass defense. Um, they're just a funnel pass defense. Yeah. And, and what they're built on is their pass rush, and they've got a lot of guys dinged up on, on the defensive line. Uh, Derek Barnett, it, it, he's, a, he's questionable. Fletcher Cox is questionable. You know, they've got some other guys who've had off-season surgeries, things like that. So their pass rush isn't what it was last year quite yet. All right, let's let's uh, let's hit one more game that, uh, that I think could possibly be a bit of a dud, and that would be Titans-Bills. I mean, that, the Bills are a regular feature in the dud section. <laughs> they, they don't offer much. They play slow. They uh, – you know, uh, Josh Allen notwithstanding, um, there's not a lot of risk taking. I mean, his risk taking is is accidental because he's running to his right and throwing across his body to the left without knowing where his target is. Um, so bad. Yeah, you know, Tennessee's a, a five and a half point favorite on the road. That's a big number uh, for, for a road team. Um, you know, under forty for the over under. It's thirty nine and a half. Just, just not a great spot. I'm, I'm not sure there's any, any fantasy goodness to come out of this game. The, the one guy, well, two guys I'm interested. In. I'm interested in the Titan backfield, just in case they come out and lay the wood, and just you know get out to an early lead because I don't think the Bills' defense is as good as people are, are trying to give him credit for, uh, especially Tre'Davious White. Like he's a nice corner, he's good, but he's not like quote unquote shut down corner. 
mean, he could he could shut Corey Davis down, but I think people are not giving Corey Davis and, and Marcus Mariota enough credit coming into that matchup. Um, so that that could go go well for those guys. But uh, Deion Lewis, Derrick Henry, both really nice prices. And if the Titans get up, like, it's going to be the, the Derrick Henry show. He's going to get you know, eighteen to twenty carries. He, you know, when he's useful is when he busts a big run. And when he gets 18 ish carries, he's typically good for one long touchdown run. He had one in week one against the Dolphins. It got called back on like a phantom holding call. I think Derrick Henry would be viewed in a lot different light if you added 65 yards and a touchdown to his production right now. What do you, what do you think on those two? Yeah. I mean, I, Personally, I prefer Deion Lewis. I just feel he's a safer play. Yeah, but Derrick Henry is just that unicorn, man. Like, I just I, – I, it, I wish that he would just get a couple weeks to just be the bell cow, no questions asked, 20 carries a game, and just see what happens. Um, you know, I can envision a scenario where they go up big and just feed him, but – for whatever reason, I just feel like it'll wind up being Deion Lewis. Um, but I, I, I like it. Like, theoretically, I like uh, Derek. Yeah, it's a tournament play for sure. Definitely. Um, I, I retweeted something that TJ Hernandez posted, and it's um, like FD versus DK price discrepancies. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he compared the positional rank for FanDuel versus DraftKings. And I think like a lot of people, you ask, you know, a lot of experienced DFS people um, who's got the sharper, tighter pricing. And I think the consensus is that it's DraftKings. Um, I don't think that anyone would say FanDuel has sharper pricing than DK. So what you can do is look to leverage um, situations where DraftKings is on point and FanDuel's lagging. And so the Titans defense currently is the most expensive defense on the main slate on draft. Mm-hmm. They're the 13th most expensive defense on FanDuel. So it is really hard for me to not use Tennessee's defense like automatically on FanDuel. They're 3900 bucks. Yeah, and they had a really good pass rush last week against the Eagles, whose offensive line is pretty legit. Yeah. They got to Wentz all day long. And and honestly, like, the last thing you should be looking at when you're picking a defense is how many points you think they're going to give up. The points are irrelevant. It's how many sacks and are they looking to rack up, and yeah. what are the chances that they're going to force turnovers. And, you know – Josh Allen is just not polished at all. Like he's playing backyard football right now, but he's not playing backyard football in the way that like Pat Mahomes would be like not polished. And so he's going to get sacked and he's going to throw errant throws across his body into the middle of the field, chucking it down the field when he should be throwing it out of bounds, you know, on a, broken play or something in this Tennessee defense has the potential to, you know, take one back to the house. So I don't see any reason why we shouldn't be jamming them in at 3,900 on FanDuel. Um, yeah, 
like we've seen it a bunch so far this year. Like the chalky defense is the good defense, and, and don't try and overthink it. Yep. But yeah, and, and, by all means, I just really want to stress, um, and this is something that I learned in like the last season or so is stop looking at implied totals when trying to find a defense. Yeah. Start looking at what are the tendencies of the opposing quarterback and how good is the offensive line at preventing uh, QB hits and hurries. Yeah. Um, yeah, Jeremy's got some nice stuff in the tools there. Uh, oh, yeah, end. definitely. And then uh, our own Alex Ramazowski does a, a weekly pricing article comparing percentage of salaries uh, between TK and, and FanDuel. So if you're, uh, if you're interested in that, give that a, a whirl. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right, let's get over to the position-by-position position breakdown. Kick it off with quarterback. So for me at quarterback, uh, just don't get too cute. Take Ben Roethlisberger, jam him in there. I know he's expensive, but – that Falcons defense is in such a sorry state. You know, I think, especially with, with Pittsburgh so far this season, when the bullets have started flying, they've just really gotten away from the running game. They've put it on Ben and, and the passing game to stay in the game, stay competitive. You know, so that's there's, – there's a floor there. And, you know, we've seen Roethlisberger at home put up a 40-point day in the past, so – you know, that, that could be what's on tap. And if you don't have them, you're out of luck. What about you at QB, Fern? Yeah, I mean, I love I love Ben this week. Um, I mean, I, I like Matt Ryan. Uh, I don't mm. love that. Yeah, he's good on the other side. I like him. Um, you know, Cam Newton, for me, is always a tournament play. Um, he's always got the potential to be the QB1. Um, Jared Goff is – you know, he's definitely a top six QB this year, fantasy wise, and I don't think that the public is caught up yet with him. Uh, got a tough matchup with Seattle, but the Rams are the defense is hurting them. Their defense is hurting, and the Rams are just playing at another level right now. Um, but Mike, it's it's Blake Bortles' chalk Bortles time. Blake Bortles chalk week. And the number one rule with Bortles is you don't roster chalk Bortles. You think it's chalk Bortles because it's KC? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, we're talking about him at 7K, which is significantly yeah. cheaper than uh, Roethlisberger, Ryan, Newton, A-Rod. You know, it's 1,000 less than Goff, 1,200 less than Phillip Rivers. Um, you know, people are going to even roster Mahomes a bit, even in that tough matchup. Um, but yeah, Bortles is really cheap. 7K going against the worst, uh, not the worst pass defense, but one of the worst. Pass. I mean, yeah. arguably the worst pass defense in the league right now with no Eric Berry back there. And But I don't like Chalk Bortles, man. Yeah, like, I could totally true. see him yeah. just disappointing. So who's your pay down if you're not uh, going to go Bortles? pay down. I, I mean, Matt, I mean, he's more expensive, but I'd rather, I'd rather use Matthew Stafford at 76. Yeah. He's not that much more. You know, he can definitely make up 600. Yeah. But I just don't think this is a week. Like you just said, like a minute ago, like, I don't think this is a week to get all cute. Like, right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if, if I was going to do it, I, I'm interested in Baker Mayfield. We, 
week two because, you know, a lot of people had him last week. He was very chalky. He didn't burn you, but, you know, he had four turnovers. So that uh, that dinged his line quite a bit. Yeah. At home now, uh, Baltimore, they're a good defense. They're opportunistic. But, you know, if, if Todd Haley calls a good game and things go Cleveland's way, I could see Baker being a top five quarterback for a pretty low price. He could, you know, it's, it's in, it's, it's possible. I just, you know, with quarterback, um, you know, I think a lot, I think about quarterback a lot, like choosing a pitcher in on FanDuel. Yeah. Um, you know, we could only roster one on FanDuel. Um, you know, unlike DK baseball where you can get a little cute with the two pitchers, but when you can only choose one and there are just these clear options for these studs. I mean, we're talking about like Clayton Kershaw against the Padres. Like just don't overthink it. You got Ben Roethlisberger at home going against a dog shit secondary mm-hmm. in an eight point over under game. Enough said. Yep. All right, let's hit running backs. So, give me a uh, give me your favorite top tier guy, you know, uh, eight thousand or above, and then uh, I guess seventy five hundred or above, so you can get James Conner in that mix, and then um, another guy uh, in the lower tiers that you want to roster if you're looking to save some some cash. Yeah, I mean, my favorite guy this week. Uh, Top tier guys, Melvin Gordon. Yeah. It's probably going to be, you know, highest, second highest, you know, maybe third highest owned. He's going to be a top three owned back. Um, but he's just so active in, on this offense. Um, he's the focal point. He is the absolute focal point. And they're facing the Raiders in what, you know, I mean, I chose to go with Eagles and Vikings for our final game for our juicy games. But this L.A. Uh, Oakland game is extremely juicy. I mean, this could be, you know, when it's all said and done, you know, 60 points combined scored between the two teams. And uh, yeah. Melvin Gordon is one of those few guys who has, you know, anyone can score three touchdowns in a game. But only a few guys, you can say that and not say, well, okay, but if this happens and this happens, no. Like Melvin Gordon scored three touchdowns in the first half against the Bills. Right. (laughs) So I love him this week. Yeah, for sure. Um, All right, for me out of the top tier – we talked about him earlier, Christian McCaffrey. If you're on DK, it's a no-brainer uh, to get McCaffrey into the mix of some lineups because of his passing. You know, the, the place to attack the Giants is their linebacking core. Their, their linebackers are not that that solid. Typically, we're going to do that with a tight end, but the Panthers know Greg Olson. Uh, they don't seem to, to trust the rookie Ian Thomas quite yet, not really getting targeted. So when, when Olsen is out, McCaffrey's the guy that they use in those those short underneath routes, and he's really effective with them. So he uh, he's a really nice play for, for floor with with possible ceiling. What about your uh, your your lower priced guy? Um, 
I mean, if Bortles is going to be chalk, and I really want to get some of that game, um, I got to go away from Bortles and get on TJ Yeldon. Um, you know, I don't even think that Yeldon is a bad play in this game if Leonard Fournette were playing. Right. Um, I mean, he is getting a lot of work, even when Fournette is healthy, um, which hasn't been often this year. But, you know, Fournette, uh, you know, has not really threatened him much, even when he's been in there. Um, so now that he's not in the picture this week, I mean, Yeldon is just an awesome play. I think that this is akin to Geo last week. Like, Geo was lock button central. I love Yeldon this week. I mean, the Chiefs are giving up the most fantasy points to running backs this year. They're giving up tons of yards. Um, I mean, they're letting running backs catch the ball as well, you know, as poorly as the Falcons give up receiving yards to backs. Um, and so if I'm trying to pay up a tight end, which I am, and I'm trying to pay up a quarterback, which I am, um, and I would like to get an expensive receiver in there because I do think some of these guys are due to regress to the mean and pop off a bit, you know, <clears throat> Julio Jones, um, got to pay down at running back somewhere. And Yeldon is just easy lock button for me. Right. Um, it, it's not quite a pay down because uh, he, he's not that cheap, but I'm interested in um, Devonta Freeman. And while you're talking about that, I'm going to get my laptop charger in the other room. All right, hit it. I'll, uh, I'll run into to wide receiver a little bit too. Um, <laughs> so Devonta Freeman, you know, we, we didn't talk about him in the, uh, the breakdown of, of Steelers, Falcons, and uh, you know, if the Falcons are going to score points – He's almost always involved. He's definitely a key player in the red zone for them. You know, coming off off of a knee injury, not the best spot uh, to maybe get him. He still has Tevin Coleman competing for snaps and all. Um, I, you know, I feel like he's going to be really underowned in a game that has such a high total. And, you know, he, he's, he used to be the only red zone option for the Falcons. That's changed, especially with Calvin Ridley now proving he's got some red zone ability. But just just could be a forgotten man in a game that's a great spot. Um, all right, wide receiver. So uh, for me, a guy I want to pay up for at wide receiver. I don't like a lot of the top names. You know, we talked about Antonio Brown, Julio Jones. I don't like AJ Green's matchup with the Dolphins uh, with Xavier Howard. He's shown the ability to at least neutralize top receivers uh, in the past year, year and a half. You know, Odell on the road in Carolina, they've got issues. Um, you know, the feeling bigs right, out of the top guys, like that pairing I think is really uh, a strong path to go because I think there's plenty of passing to come. Um, you know, those two defenses have a reputation for being strong, but at the moment, they're not really there. Um, so those are, those are probably my top guys out of the, uh, the expensive wide receivers. What about you, Fern? Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I, I have not rostered Julio yet this year. 
and I barely rostered him last year. I do. I would like to look back if I had some time at like my main cash single entry GPP lineup each week since week one of last year. And I would wager to guess that I've rostered Julio maybe three times. And what is this now? Like 22 weeks. I think yep. that this week I'm going to have him in my lineup. Maybe um, that's why he hasn't scored touchdowns. You're just not using it. Yeah. Cause I'm not rostering him. <laughs> yep. Now it's just like this, like again, 58 points and the game-breaking ability and the ineptitude of this Steelers' pass defense, they are so bad. They're just horrible. And, you know, like we said, you know, 15, 20 minutes ago, whatever it was, I mean, he has rarefied air. He is in rarefied air as far as historical, like, epic – fantasy performances in the last three or four years. Nobody has scored more fantasy points in a game as a wide receiver than he has. And he has done it twice, 40-point games twice. It's, it's worth chasing him for, for the weeks where you don't get touchdowns and just, you know, yards. You know, I do think Juju in this game environment could do it as well. Yeah. Uh, but this guy, like, at, at some point, you know, the other shoe has to drop, and he's got to get it done. It just has to happen. And so yeah. I don't want to be on the outside looking in and smacking my head saying, what the hell was I thinking, 58-point? I mean, what what happens if this game hits 60? <laughs> I doubt yeah. it does. But can you imagine? It's like a college over. It's funny. All Thursday night. Yeah, man. Um, so, and, you know, Julio's lead in the league in air yards with 713 air yards. You know, those are barely okay. predictive. And uh, yes. while we're talking air yards, uh, I'm going to bring up my, my pay down at wide receiver. John Brown, old Smokey yeah. Brown there. He's third in air yards in the NFL with 662, right behind DeAndre Hopkins and I, I, people are catching on. Like he, he had plenty of preseason buzz and, and people have used him, but like, I don't think everyone realizes how heavily involved he is in the, in the fleet of the uh, Baltimore passing game. Um, and you know, I, I mentioned that on the other side, I kind of like Baker and a little bit of the, uh, the Cleveland offense. So if that game does get pushed a little bit, they're, they're going to target Smokey Brown D. You down with that? Hell yeah. Yeah, I mean, going back to that tweet, I uh, I retweeted that TJ posted. Um, John Brown is the 22nd receiver on DK and uh, for salary, and he's 31st on FanDuel. And this guy is like a borderline wide receiver one. I mean, he's – a solid entrenched wide receiver two this year um, as far as season long, you know, goes. I mean, I think he's like the wide receiver 15 or something. Um, I can't remember, but. Yeah, he's, he's been good. Go ahead. Yeah, he's been good. Yeah. I mean, so this discount is just, I don't get it. I don't understand. 
Like, is it, it there's, is it a, a Joe Flacco, Baltimore, you know, he's getting dinged for that? Is it? There's some of that. There's definitely a bias against Flacco as a, a borderline elite quarterback. Oh, borderline. Come on, man. He is elite. <laughs> hey, you know what, though? As shitty as Joe Flacco is, if there's one thing he does well at elite and truly elite, not being sarcastic, is he can throw a deep ball as well as anybody. Oh, yeah. He's Uncle Rico style, throwing it over the mountains. Yeah. I mean, the guy can throw it 80 yards. And John Brown can go get him as well as anybody. Yeah, Brown can run under anything. I think the other thing working there is is possibly the targets – you know, he doesn't have a ton of targets compared to guys like Julio and uh, DeAndre Hopkins. He's only got 30 targets on the season where those guys have 45, 46. But, you know, it's his targets coming with that air yards is actually a really good thing. That means when he gets the opportunity, it, it's going to be chunk yardage. It's going to be deep touchdowns, and, and that's what we want. Um, so, you know, I feel like maybe some of the pricing models, especially FanDuel, can't account for that. Uh, I know they're going to use targets. I doubt they touch air yards, things like that. You there, Fern? Yes, do you hear me? Yeah, I lost you there for a second. Oh, sorry. Yeah, according to uh, Scott Barrett, um, I saw Scott Barrett wrote that he's going to be running half his routes against uh, EJ Gaines, who... Mm -hmm is one of the worst cornerbacks in the NFL, um, should be a bench player uh, in the league. Um, but, you know, he's yeah, starting. I mean, I don't trust the Browns defense. I know I know they've, they've been better and, and they've got some talent there, especially uh, at the end. But Yeah, here you go. I found a tweet. He tweeted this out in uh, uh, last year, and he linked to it. Last season, 141 passer rating on seven. It's cover. You're breaking up on me. Are you there? Can you hear me now? I hear you now. Sorry, man. No yeah, worries. okay, let me just read again because this is actionable information. EJ Game will likely be covering John Brown. Uh, in 2016, allowed a 141.7 passer rating on 72 targets. That's the fifth worst of the past decade. Yeah, not good. So he is an epically bad corner, and we've got a guy who, like you said, is an elite air yards uh, accumulator. I love John Brown. All right, let's talk Cortland Sutton here for Kenny. Um, We we talked about about him a little bit pre-show. The talent is obviously there. He's a big receiver, a huge body. Um, He's he's had some – I think he had a touchdown called back, um, possibly a big game. Just looking at their target share, um, you know, Manny Sanders is kind of their their 1A to Demarius Thomas's 1B. Manny's got 26 targets. Demarius has 22. Cortland Sutton has 14. Um, you know, he's got a nice average. He's got a 17.8-yard average. Uh, 
a lot of that's because he's, he's catching deep balls. Um, so, you know, we, you alluded to it earlier. We both feel like the, the breakout game's coming. It's just being able to call that is, is really tough. So if you're a Cortland Sutton guy, my, my opinion is just dedicate like one lineup in like the $3 limited uh, entry contest, whatever site you're on and have Cortland Sutton in it and, and know that you've got that exposure. If you're, if you're his a backer of Sutton's and you, and you want to make sure you get that breakout. What, what do you feel on Sutton? Burn. Can't hear you. Can you hear me? There we go. I'm sorry. I, I wasn't anticipating being in the, Behind the the brick wall that's blocking my Wi-Fi. No worries. Um, all right. So yeah, I've had Sutton on my my Devi League team for like two years now. Um, he stood out to me when he was at SMU. Um, so I am a a Cortland Sutton truther. I love the guy, and it's gonna happen one of these weeks. And the Jets are an exploitable team to do it against Um, on the road. You know, you got to figure that, um, you know, they're going to be looking for some easy completions and that big body is just, you know, uh, you know, something at case like that the Bronco has spiked uh, 1.8 points and they've gone as dogs in the, um, in the, uh, the open to now one-point favorites, their road mm-hmm. favorites, and that's a historically really good sign for offenses. So it's possible that the Broncos, you know, Vegas likes them a lot. They could put up uh, three or four touchdowns in this, and at 4,700 and 2% ownership, you got to like Sutton. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's very much ownership on them at all. No, not at all. hope that helps, Kenny. Um, all right, hit me with a, a tight end you like out of the top guys we mentioned, uh, other than the top guys we mentioned, Fern. Um, yeah, you know, and like I said, I love Ertz. Um, I mean, I love Jimmy Graham, uh, especially with all these injuries here. Um, you know, Jared Cook has faced a lot of garbage opponents. Um, and we said that this could be a shootout, and this Chargers defense is not as good as they've been in recent years. You know, I Especially hate chasing Jarrett Cook production, but the Chargers no. are not good against the tight end. They are not, and it feels gross, uh, and it is, but, you know, what can I say? Like, yeah. like it's just it, he's on a roll, and the Chargers are not a good defense this year. Um, I, I guess if I'm going completely off the radar – um, you know, I would probably go after maybe like he's PFF is I think PFF has ranked him as like their number one rated tight end this year. Who is that for? Yeah, Football Focus has ranked George Kittle as their number one tight end this year. Yeah, yeah, he's uh he's definitely a beast. He's fast. He's big. He's strong. And yeah, they've got the. Uh, we mentioned it on the podcast that you know they're they're college roommates. They've showered together, so there, there's a, a bond there that can't be broken. <laughs> he and CJ Bethard. 
Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Um, for me, you know, we mentioned Austin Hooper. That that intrigues me a little bit. He, he gets involved in the red zone for Atlanta. Um, David Ngoju has been uh, better since uh, since Baker's taken over. Um, I may be I may be chasing fool's gold with this one, but. Now that Tyler Eifert is hurt, you got Tyler Croft in Cincinnati. And I know that the coaching staff came out and said CJ Uzoma is going to be their starting tight end. Uh, I trust that coaching staff um, about as far as I can throw them. And I would totally see it it being like a 50 50 split with Croft getting like the red zone work because he was a good red zone tight end last year. He caught some touchdowns. Um, And, you know, some of the, the there might be a, a path to targets for him. Um, you know that that could be me having some some pre existing biases with with his prior season and uh, you know, he was ahead of Yuzoma on the depth chart. But I, I think they like Yuzoma kind of doing his T two thing where he's a little bit more of a flex tight end. Um, he's a good athlete, but um, I, I think like the the meat and potatoes tight end work is going to go to Croft and that might keep him in the game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can see that. And I, I agree. Like, you know, David Njoku is such an, a physical specimen. I mean, he's raw, but you know, he's got to, at some point, you know, show off that athleticism, that, that athleticism and just have a blow up game. He's got it in him. It's going to happen. Yep. Today. But I don't know. Man. I just, it, I, I'm not going to screw around. I'm going either Ertz or Jimmy Graham this week. Yeah, like you don't you don't want your tight end to sink your lineup that you know you manage no. to put together running backs and quarterback and, and everything. That, that so we know what's a... going to happen now. Ricky Seals Jones is going to score like three t- three TDs. <laughs> he did it last year. I think it was two touchdowns. But he got he got plenty of yeah. targets. Um, and we talked about it on the podcast. Josh Rosen is a lot better uh, than his stat line showed. He he'll he'll come around pretty soon. Gotcha. All right, so let, let's wrap up with this. My, uh, I threw this out on Twitter. Do you think uh, over under on Patrick Mahomes for his highest air yards attempt? Uh, 65 and a half yards, over or under? Just air yards attempt. Doesn't have to be caught. You got, got Tyreek Hill out there running loose. I, I'll, I'll go with the over. Um, I, I'll go with the over. The, he's going to have chuck him here and there against this Jaguar secondary. He's not going to be able to be picking him apart um, and standing back there, you know, looking around and going through his reads. I could see him uh, going well over six. What was it? 60, 65 and a half, which is huge. I, I mean, did you see but, that, that video of him just effortless, effortlessly yep. throwing it like a hundred, what a hundred plus yards. Yeah, like he can break 70 air yards, which there's like him and Aaron Rodgers are probably the only two that can do that. Um, yeah, I mean, his, he is ridiculous. I mean, the guy threw like 97 miles an hour as a high school pitcher. Yeah, so it'll be that's an interesting game. That one's going to be fun to watch. Uh, see if the defense or the offense wins the day. And don't but, forget uh, about the Redskins in the showdown slate against the Saints on Monday night. Uh, here was my take with that. Tell me if I'm wrong. Uh, the only the only skins I'm interested in are probably Chris Thompson and Jordan Reed. I, I don't think you're wrong. I mean, 
you know, Josh Doxson is banged up. What's new? You yeah. know, I mean, Paul Richardson, I don't mind Paul Richardson. If, if Doxson goes and that lets Richardson stay away from uh, Lattimore, I, uh, I can dig Richardson. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. I don't know. I, I, I have a feeling the Redskins are going to get blown out. I hate to say it, but. They, they hung tough down there uh, last year when they went down to the Dome. That, that was actually a really nice week for me. With uh, That was like my, my Kirk Cousins truther week where uh, he came through big time uh, at the end of the game. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would like to be pleasantly uh, proven wrong. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for uh, tuning in. You can get uh, all of our content. We're on Twitter. I'm at Brodo underscore Juan. Fern, what is your uh, Twitter? Yeah, I'm at Josh Fern, J-O-S-H-F-E-R-N. Hit me up if you got any questions or just want to tell me that you love my brick wall behind me. (laughs) Hashtag brick is back. Uh, You can get uh, the Slack chat. You You know where to get us there. If you want to become a subscriber to Lineup Logic, go to patreon.com slash lineuplogic. $10 a month, uh, great value, $250 a week. But you would probably lose that not having a resource. So it, why not us? Hell yeah. All right, guys, good luck this week. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.